Welcome to Unzipped, my weekly podcast. Make sure that you're following me uh, on social media. You can follow my personal Twitter at mmichaels00, or you can follow the podcast at Unzipped Pod. Again, that's Unzipped Pod for the podcast Twitter or my personal Twitter, mmichaels00. So welcome back. Um, I've taken some time off. As we all know, it's been a crazy year. We're still in the midst of the pandemic. That's kind of affected our lives in many different ways. So I just um, decided to take some time off, but I'm back. I'm glad that you guys um, stuck with me, those of you who have, and I hope to get some people back. Uh, This week... We are going to be unzipping sex and dating. I know this is a very crazy time to be talking about sex and dating, but, you know, life goes on. We find a way. Uh, This week, I have a special guest, a dear friend of mine. His name is Denzel Larkin. Say hello. Hello. Uh, Well, you say you don't have any social media you want to pump. No? No? (laughs) Okay. At least for now, Maybe later down the road. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, um, how has your you know, Corona, COVID year been? <laughs> it's definitely been a roller coaster. Um, more of a roller coaster than I anticipated at first because I didn't anticipate it for it to last a year this long. First pandemic, yay. Right, right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it's been quite interesting to be able to experience something like a major time in history like this. And I think like the whole year of the past year of 2020 itself has been a calamity. (laughs) Are you working? Yes. Yes, me too. That's good. I've been blessed to be able to work um, throughout the entire pandemic, um, two jobs. So, yes. Yeah. Um, nothing tragic happened, you know, for the, in the, during the pandemic for you. Um, no, nothing tragic. Nothing tragic, nothing dramatic. Dramatic? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's always a little bit of drama, especially for 2020. Um, there was some good drama and there was some unexpected bad drama. Um, so, I mean, it was just a, a mix of a lot of different things. Um, at the beginning of, you about to say something? At the beginning of the pandemic, um, I just thought, like, it's going to be a cool, like, you know, not going to be bad. I, I don't like to be around people right. much anyway. <laughs> so, um, I'll be all right. I'll be cool. And plus, I was still able to go outside and be in nature. And, like, I love being in nature. I love being outside. I love, especially because it was so nice this past summer and like the one of the best summers like we've had in years right. <laughs> that at least I can remember. And, um, I just love being on nature. So as long as I was doing that, I was pretty content. Um, yeah. going to be able to order out or have, have food yeah, come to me or, you know, get ice cream and just be outside. It was my luxury, okay. but I think it definitely impacted me harder during the quarter months in fall and winter when we really had to become more yeah. isolated yeah. because there weren't really too many outside venues to really go to. And right. Plus it's cold and I don't know 
to many people who like the cold, so, <laughs> especially black people. So yeah, yeah, it's just so that adds on top of the isolation and seasonal affect disorder that people suffer from, right? And other grievances that people suffer from because the quarter months are when most of the holidays for families spend together and things like that. So all those, it was a conglomerate of things. That I think that part or this part because it's still winter is affecting people the most i think when we go back shift to the warmer months we'll be a little bit more joyous because we're going to be able to do things hang out outside and just be with people who we know outside and not be cooped up in the house and things like that right actually to go places even if it's on a road trip a hike things um you can experience other things to do um that you couldn't necessarily do in the summer in the winter months right right so well it sounds like you had a pretty kind of standard um, year. Same for me. I've been working. Um, fortunate that I got called back to work last August, right before my birthday. Um, I have been able to see um, some family, mostly just my mom and sisters. I have two nephews um, and very, very select friends I've, you know, s- seen over the quarantine um, or just during the year, uh, rest of 2020. I did start running, which was really nice. Uh, enjoyed just kind of being outside, like you said, um, and and just finding things to do. Gyms closed here for a while um, in Pittsburgh, so I had to figure out a way to you know keep the body tight, keep it right, and just being outside really helped. So it's been a pretty standard um, year for me, I think, since we last spoke. So. <clears throat> But let's talk about how we met. So we actually met last year in 2020 during the kind of like height of um, lockdown. No, well, no, I think things were open, but we couldn't, restaurants were open, but you couldn't eat inside. It was just like to go only. Mm-hmm. Or now there is some indoor seating at like certain capacity and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so how do we tell, tell everyone how we met? We, well, how most, especially in this day and age where our gays meet, um, through some form of social media, especially during lockdown, because you didn't really, there's not too much intermingling, especially with people you don't know because they may have the Rona and, you know, gotta be safe. Um, so yeah, we met through either direct or Facebook, one, two, but we definitely talked on both. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought it was Facebook, but I can definitely see it being jacked. No, I do think it was jacked. Now that I think about it, I think we spoke, yes, first on jacked, but it like almost immediately became Facebook friends. What happened was it was jacked. I got your number because I was deleting jacked. And then you added me on Facebook. Okay, so that's that's how we met. Um, we hung out. The first time we hung out, we didn't do anything. We just watched. Yeah. We just watched movies and TV. Yeah, we yeah. talked about <laughs> everything. It was very PG. Um, I don't even think we sat close to each other. Like we sat on the same couch, but it wasn't like it wasn't close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the second time we hung out, I think that's when we had sex. Yes. Yes. Because you spent the night. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a little bit of a history. Um, and I think that's why he is, um, a great guest 
to be talking about, you know, sex and dating. Um, like you said, it's a weird thing and a weird time to be thinking about or trying to date and or have sex. But as we all know, people are doing it. People got their needs. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> people have been, you know, trying to find a way. I actually um, was in New York about two weeks ago and I met this guy who was in a sex pod. Now, I had read about sex pods because they had been talking about this. What is a sex pod? So a sex pod is um, three or four, maybe five people who are quarantined and they only have sex with each other. That's smart, actually. Yes. Now, it's definitely based on the honor system, right? Because you don't know. Right. Um, And hopefully everyone abides by the rules. But yes, the the premise is, is that you only have sex with people in your pod. Um, and mm-hmm. the guy that I met, um, he was, it was actually really funny. He was saying that he was going to go, they were finally all going to meet and be together. Um, and have one big like pod orgy, which I was like, okay, <laughs> that sounds like a moment. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, it's just really interesting interesting times to be talking about sex and dating but that's what we're going to do today so here we go unzipping sex and dating um my first question to you and i think for anybody listening is just how important is sex to you definitely important um i am i go in stages i go in phases either i'm like hypersexual or like i'm not really sexual or maybe i'm kind of like in between i have sex here and there and i'm pretty content um those are kind of like my three notches um but it's definitely a cornerstone that i can't deny that i just like oh i can just go out sex because i definitely see the not only physiology physiological <laughs> Physiological, yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> aspect of it, but the mental and emotional um, aspect and the psychological aspect behind it because it does not only give you serotonin, but it just relieves your stress. Um, it's something that mammals do even when they're stressed. Um, we, we, we like to think of ourselves as the, on this high horse, but we're animals in two and we have our urges and, and hormones that just act. And, you know, when we feel those, we want to act on those things so it's just a natural part of humans yeah animals period for me sex is very important um whether it's somebody i'm dating talking to just having a fuck buddy like sex is very important to me um i had said to a friend of mine um when i turned i think 32 i felt like i went through a second puberty and hormones out of control ever since still going out of control so yeah sex is very very important to me high 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 on my list um so when it comes to dating um whether it be casual or something serious sex is high on your list low on the list where where does that fall for you 
Mm. High. Because if I can't enjoy sex with you, then it's... I know, right? Yeah. It's like, we might as well just be friends. Exactly. Like, if there's no sexual chemistry, um, yeah, we might as well just be friends. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I to well, and I get that some people's sex drive aren't as high as mine, but I, it's just yeah, it's weird to me um, to just like not want it, especially when you're like newly dating somebody. That's just like weird to me. My um, I dated a guy for five years. We were together five years, and. The entire time that we dated, we had sex every time we saw each other. I'm not lying to you. We had sex every time we saw each other. Um, and it was one of the best relationships that I'd ever had until the end. Um, but that's another story for another day. But up until then, it was one of the best relationships that I ever had. And I definitely think it was because, um, and not only because of the sex, but that was something that helped bond us together um every day it was us showing each other love every day yeah yeah i i definitely can attest to that like i say i may not even be the most sexual beings but i think especially in a relationship or in a forming relationship that sex is still important because it's still a sense of you know combining and a sense of showing affection and, you know, a sense of like showing your partner that you still want them and that you're so interested in them and a lot of different things. And I feel that there is when the sex is really good and when you, the two bodies are really into it, um, that can tell you can tell when things are off through sex. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Mm, something's murky here. Something's not right. Right. Like the sex isn't isn't. Is it hitting like it's supposed to? Right. <laughs> and like I can definitely attest to that because in all of my relationships, sex when it came to the end of my relationship, sex definitely dwindled down. Mm-hmm. And if it wasn't on their end, it was probably on my end because there was an emotional disconnect which messed up the sex and then just is like it was just a downfall because because things weren't being addressed. And because I couldn't connect to them on what was bothering me emotionally, I couldn't connect with them on a sexual level, which then just, I guess, furthered a wedge. But it all drove from us not addressing the cornerstone, the issue at hand, which was, you know, bothering us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you feel about casual sex? Like, what are your thoughts, views on casual sex that would be... Um, meeting random guys off the hookup apps, uh, maybe, you know, having a little fuck buddy situation. Like, what are your feelings, thoughts on that? Um, and before I was like, tw- I'll say 2021, 20, I was a little bit more prudish when it came to sex. But now I'm like, <laughs> get it how you live, honestly. Um, I always advocate for safe sex and practicing safe sex practices or just, you know, staying on top of your sexual health to make sure that everything's okay, everything's working right. Um, you're, you're not affected with anything. You're not infecting others with anything. 
um, just being safe in general, um, um, not only in disease-wise, but you know, making sure you're in a safe environment, you're um, surrounded by people who you trust um, so that things don't go away. Um, I think you know, casual sex is great. I think it's fine. It's more so society wants to drive you to think that casual sex is taboo and mm. that if you have casual sex, you're some sort of harlot. Right. Um, horrible. Harlot. So is that a that, word that people still use? Harlot? <laughs> I pull out every now and then, harlot. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Do you currently have any casual sex partners? Um, you don't have to say their names. We just want to know if you have any. <laughs> I don't know because I don't know. I Casual sex partners. Not it's real it's like every like blood moon like it happens only like every 15 years or something like that yeah um because most people who i interact with sexually i come somewhat bonded to them to where it's more than just casual it's gotcha gotcha more frequently right um and um so yeah i because i again i have to make that certain bond to be like okay one i can i feel like i can trust them two i can like one, I can feel more in, uninhibited and things like that. Things that make me feel comfortable and relaxed and that I want to give myself up to um, whoever, whether it be I'm um, topping or bottoming. It's just um, I need to yeah, have that certain. So you're verse? Yes. Okay. It's good to know. If anyone out there is listening, you know, was interested. <laughs> <laughs> so I have, um, well, had three fuck buddies in my rotation um and i like you i do connect with them they're not just you know randoms that i don't you know know their names and we barely talk like the these are um men that i speak with on a weekly bi-weekly basis you know lisa text hey how are you you know stuff like that how's your day going um but it's not definitely not leading to anywhere romantic um, but I had three. One sadly moved away. Hey, boo. Tears. You know who you are. Honestly, he was my number one. Um, and then the other two, you know, life happens and busy with work and family and stuff like that. So it's just, we, um, and it's snowing here again, I'm living in Pittsburgh again. for listeners who are in the Northeast. It's fucking snowing here so it's been hard to get around and there's so many hills in pittsburgh it's really difficult for people to um drive or uber or whatever you know get on the bus so um yeah my fuck buddy situation has been a little on and off the past couple of months but you know it is what it is i do enjoy casual sex i advocate for it i think that you know, it's, we were talking about this the other day. A lot of people kind of look down their noses at hooking up. Um, they have this whole idea that they're waiting for, you know, their Prince Charming or their Mr. Right. And I'm just like, you need to, you know, have some experience and know how to put it down. So when you do meet Mr. Right, he's going to want to stay. 
Like, you, having sex is one of those, um, like, you need to get experience on the job. Like, exactly. <laughs> you can't read about it in a book or, you know, I mean, you can definitely, like, watch porn and, like, learn some things. But again, you have to, like, do it. You have to do the thing. You need to build the motor skills. Right, to get experience. So, um, yeah, I think I think casual sex, hooking up, uh, is is really important. No matter where you know, it's liberating. Yeah, so it's, it's liberating. Yeah, you know, the in the end, you're like, you know, I want to get married. I want to have kids. I want to like. You can definitely still have that as your endpoint, but again, you need to get the skills. They're gonna pay the bills yeah. and keep that man there. <laughs> yeah. Because when you don't experience certain things, you just are ignorant to certain things, and that will really stand out to the other person. Right. They'll just look at you crazy like, what? Right. I mean, unless you're also, you know, dating a virgin, um, and they don't know, you know, what good sex is or what bad sex is. But again, like, you need to have experience. Like, I think... You just got to know what to do and what you like. I think that's a good way to learn what you like and what you don't like. Fuck the other person. Okay, let's put them out of the equation. Like, now that I think about it, you know, it's a great way to learn. It's been a great way for me to learn what I like during sex and what I don't like during sex. Um, I enjoy tall people, but I have more fun with, like, guys my height and shorter. You know what I mean? Like... Yeah. I like guys my height. I like guys who are taller. I really like guys who are shorter. Yeah. <laughs> They're fun. And but you only know that by actually like doing it. You know what I mean? Like looking at tall guys like, yeah, you're like, oh, he's hot. But like, what is sex really like with somebody who's like 6'6"? Six, six? You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. right. <laughs> that's, it's, a, it's many different things depending on, is he the top? Are you the, like, are you the top? Uh, you know, what position, like, it's just, how tall are you? How big is your dick? How big is his dick? Like, there's so many things to figure out. Um, and again, you learn what you like and what you don't like, but you have to do the thing Amen. in order to learn. So Amen. we're pro casual sex is the point of the story. <laughs> So, but yeah, um, th let's talk a little bit more about dating um, and sex. Um, do you think, and I think this is, I know what the obvious answer is, but do you think sex can bring two people closer together? It has the potential to. Right. So, you know, you're talking to somebody, it may be a month or two in, but are you somebody who waits to have sex? If I have intentions to date them? Yes. So let's say you meet somebody, um, you go on a date, first date, it's very respectable, right? Uh, go somewhere for dinner maybe, go to a movie, um, there may be a good night kiss, but that's it, right? Um, you like the conversation, you like the person, the personality, you're like, okay, I think I want to date this person. Do Are you somebody who waits to have sex? No. 
Me either. <laughs> no, I don't think that really makes sense because like, going back to my point of sex being important and a factor, um, you have to make sure you're compatible on that level. And again, know what each other like and don't like, because if it's something that um, one of you guys aren't agreeable on and that's a deal breaker for you, then what have you spent the, the last month, two, three, whatever it may be. Agree. For what? Yeah. I definitely, I mean, if I could have sex on the first date, like, I'm trying to have sex on the first date, honestly. I mean, I don't need to. I've gone on, you know, some some good first dates um, where there was no sex involved. Um, but I'm like, we're definitely having sex the next time we hang sure. out. Um, especially, yeah, if I like the person, I'm like, no, no, um, I want to see what's going on there because that's really going to... Um, I can overlook a lot of things, but someone being bad at sex is just a deal breaker for me. And it may sound a little shallow, but again, if we're going to date, if we're going to be potentially boyfriends in a relationship, you can't be bad at sex. Like, <laughs> that's not going to work for me personally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yes, people can like, learn and you can but i just what your natural ability is needs to be like good (laughs) you know what i mean like it just needs to be good so i'm trying to have sex early in the process of dating is what i'm trying to say yeah and i understand what your point is people may think it's shallow but honestly it's really not it's a part of you know livelihood we have sex people have sex everybody poops Everybody has sex. Like, right. That's how people, that's how we got here, everyone. <laughs> people having sex. Right. So, like, it's- so, okay, so back to the original question, um, can sex bring two people together? Um, I think we both think yes, right? Um, so I think that what it does, um, in addition to right, it feeling good, um, you learn how to trust somebody. I feel like, you know what I mean? Um, depending on how selfish or selfless you are, you know, each time you have sex, um, you get to see how really giving or how much of a taker somebody is. Yeah. And I don't mean that in the like double entendre way that gays use giver and taker. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, are they giving of themselves and, um, are they trying to make it as pleasurable for you as it is for them, mm-hmm. right? So I have really quickly um, one fuck buddy who I love. Um, so I'm a top, he's a bottom. I love to make him come. Like it, it, it gets me off getting him off. And generally in the world of like gay sex, tops usually don't, care (laughs) i think it's safe to say right not that they don't care but like it's i hope you get off you know what i mean like i'm gonna come i hope you come like that's generally the experience that i've had anyway Mm -hmm. um when i have bottomed the few times i have bottomed it's been like well i hope you know i hope you come before i do because after i'm done i'm done 
So anyway. <laughs> May the odds be ever in your favor. Right. <laughs> my one guy, um, I love I love it. I love making him come. It's my favorite thing. Um, there's been a few times when I have not come, but I'm like, you're good. I'm good. Because you're good. I've done my duty. Right. <laughs> and again, that's very, very um, not the case for most tops, but... And I don't want to speak out of turn, but I do think that it's very common for bottoms to have that attitude. Mm. I know a few bottoms who are like, I don't need to come. Yeah. Let's get into that. Let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> Let's talk about it. That, that, again, I'm versed, so hey. I'm fully versed. Like, there's no, like, people ask me, like, well, what do you, you like to do more? I'm versed. Now, I may have a point where I just want to talk or I just want to bomb. Or maybe want to jumble it up, but I am fully versed. Like if, if the occasion calls for it, I'm down. <laughs> if I need a prep, I can prep in advance. If I'm talking, like let's go, let's, you ready? I'm ready. Right. <laughs> but um, in the in the aspect of coming for a bottom is um slightly different, just because um coming out of their dick isn't the only way that they're ha- experiencing an orgasm. Mm-hmm. Because if you milk their prostate, they're also having and they're experiencing basically. An orgasm the same way. That's the same as just like coming out of your dick. It's just yeah, not coming out of your dick. It's coming. In. It's the secre- secreting in your anus in the anal cavity, um, rectum. Sphincter. I like that word. Hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, I know I do know some bottoms who um, they get off by getting the top off, and so that's very legit. That's very legit. Mm-hmm. I definitely get that, but. Um, I think when you're in a relationship, right, when you're with somebody who's your kind of like primary sex partner, the goal is or should be, I hope it would be, for me it is, that we're both, you know, going to nut at the end of this. So, um, yeah, I think it's important to be good at what you do Mm -hmm. so that, you know, the other person gets off. Um, and, and by having sex, um, with your boyfriend or person you're dating frequently, you know what I mean? You get to learn back to that. Like you get to learn what they like and what they don't like and what you like and what you don't like so that, um, it may not seem like you're learning about each other because you're having sex, but you are, you're learning so much about each other if you pay attention, you know what I mean? Um, we also talked about this the other day. Um, so I keep saying this, but, um, Denzel and I hung out last week, Yeah, last week. Um, and that's how this all even came up. We were watching, um, I may destroy you, which is an amazing show on HBO. I'm going to do a a quick plug, even though I'm not involved in the show (laughs) at all, but I may destroy you HBO. Amazing show. Go watch it. Um, but we're talking about that and it deals with like sex and um, it just got us talking about, you know, hooking up and how that works and what it looks like. And yeah, that's, that's how we, how we got here today. So yeah.
Okay, so here's a question I have for you. Why is it that only bottoms are the ones who only complain about a sex? About a sex. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, so I have a question for you. Why is it that it's only bottoms who complain about relationships only being about sex? That's a really good question. I have a few things to um, add on that from my perspective. Um, in my experience, because um, again, I am versed, <clears throat> I can some I can see definitely see both sides of the coin. Um, and this is actually ties into something you were talking about earlier about sex connecting people and making not showing um, a level of compatibility, which yeah. it, which it does and definitely definitely does. But um, I think a factor um, that can be a cornerstone for all of this is. Um, sex being the reason, being the cornerstone for you getting together could be toxic because you can actually be toxic to the, for each other, yeah. but just have really good sex. Yeah, and, I've um, been there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> Why is toxic sex so good? Yeah. I think, I think because emotionally, right, it's so unbridled mm-hmm. that you go there. Like, the passion is there. Um, right. I think that's what it is. It gives you that high. It gives you those endorphins and right. adrenaline and all that good feeling that you want. Like, oh, and I need to have that. It's yeah. it's a little disrespectful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone should get a little disrespectful. Um, again, it's full of passion, but it, it, I think it's hitting like every corner of the room, and that's what makes it so good. The person is like, you're having this passionate sex, but you're also like. Looking at each other like I fucking hate you. Mm-hmm. Oh, child. Right. Oh, baby. But I, it's I making don't. you fucking me- like more. Like you know what I mean. Like, so it's just like all those things. I think. Why can't I quit you? It's why toxic sex. That could be an episode. Why is toxic sex so good? Baby. Yes. Hot. Listen. Cool. Listen up for that. That may be coming up in the next few weeks. But go. But back to why bottoms complain so mm-hmm. much. <laughs> so much <laughs> about sex. Um, another one is that I thought is bottoms just being slightly more emotional or more emotionally invested um, okay. than a top. Um, from a perspective of bottoming, and definitely hold this true to um, at least myself. Um, I can I don't have a problem having casual sex and or. You know, maybe having like a random encounter out of the blue. But if my thing is, if I build a certain bond with you, I'm, a, I'm the type of person who needs to, and if we're not like dating, I need to, I can compartmentalize where you are at in my life yeah. so that I don't let my emotions just make me this big old sloppy mess. Yeah. Um, and I feel like just being a bomb and, you know, that... Bottoming just brings out a certain emotional tie, um, especially for some. For sure. And um, it, I don't think that tops have that same connect, and I can't even experience that. I can't even say for that for myself. Like, if I'm topping someone, I definitely am not as emotionally or could be emotionally invested as, into someone as if I'm bottoming. I, it's really weird. I'm in, in the same body, but no, it's I get two it. completely different feelings. I get it. So, honestly, no lie here. 
I do not bottom often because I get the feels immediately after. I, if I let somebody get these cakes and it's good, I'm like, mm. we should be together now. Yeah, like, we should be. This was so good. We should do this every day. So when's our wedding? R- right. When am I moving in? When are you moving in? Okay. This is why are we not boyfriends yet? What? Like I literally get all the feels and we'll get crazy. And so I have to make sure that I'm having sex with somebody if I bought them that I trust, um, that I know like where we are as far as our friendship, relationship, whatever the situation may be. Um, and very rarely do I have that with like random, you know what I mean? I don't know a random hookup. So that's why I don't, I've, I have, um, well, I think since I was like 18 or 19, I've not had a random hookup where I was the bottom. Because I'm like, I have to know who the person is. Like, I, I have to know who they yeah, are. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> just some, something. Some type of person, right? Because I'm like, if I start getting the feels, bitch, I need to know where you live. Okay. I need to know your mama's name. I need to know where, where to find at? you, where you work. Like, <laughs> I'm tracking you down. We're making this a reality. So, yeah, I don't. I understand that. I, under, I definitely agree. Um, as a top, I'm usually not as um, emotionally invested in the beginning. Now I do get there. Yeah. Again, like I said, all of my fuck buddies, we I try to keep in touch with them, um, at least text them once or twice a week. Um, as a person, you know, not just like, oh, here's a dick pic. I really do try to like, you know, uh, know them as people how's your day how's work how's you know whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah as a bottom definitely more emotionally invested in the experience um for whatever reason but yeah yeah it's it's one of the seven wonders of the world um a, a truly an enigma um so yeah um and that and Lastly, a comment is um, not being considerate about prep physical state and mm. or factors that bottoms need to take into account that tops don't because all you need to do is get hard. Basically. Well, and wash your balls. Yeah, wash your balls. I will say this. So that no, is... No musty balls unless you're into that. Right. Um, but very true. I do think that... Um, and I've always said this. I've always thought this. Bottoms have all the power when it comes to sex y'all control when it happens where it's going to happen um if you're not ready you're not ready you know what i mean like so (laughs) tops really have to wait and and i do wonder that i wonder how um because i've never had a live-in boyfriend and i do i'm curious about how like sex works that way um, because again, you really do have to wait for the bottom to be ready. You can't just like, yeah, pounce on there. Like, babe, I'm horny right now. Um, cause they could be horny as well, but then they're like, okay, I have to go get ready. Right. Which could take 15 to 20, 30 minutes. Right. Anywhere between 15 to 30 minutes, depending on what you're trying to do. Right. <laughs> right. How deep you need to clean it. Right. So... 
I, I understand that. Again, as someone who's bottomed, I understand um, that prep is not easy. Prepping can be tedious. Um, yeah, and it goes beyond prepping. That's why I was saying other things that bottoms need to take into account. Maybe our stomachs hurt. And right. I, I don't want something jamming in my guts when my stomach already hurts. Right. Um, maybe there's some sort of other ailment. Maybe they have like a hemorrhoid and they go in and we're hurt. Right. Um, just, just, there's just a lot of things that factor into doing the act of bottoming that tops don't really have to worry about. Yeah. The epitome of being a man. Yeah. So I definitely get all that though, but I feel like, again, we take all that away, right? So we understand that, we know that. I still feel though that it's, I've, I've personally have never heard a top say, oh, this guy only wants me for sex. You know what I mean? As a complaint. Mm. <laughs> I've never heard, personally, in my experience, if anyone out there has knows a top or if you are a top who has complained about a relationship only being about sex or too much sex, please let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. I think this all comes down behaviorally and comes down to a more biological, hormonal level. <clears throat> Bottoms, um, again, on top of you know emotional things, we have to take care, we have to take care of our bodies and prep to get ready. Um, I think for a person, a, a gay male who is a top, their mentality and their hormones and instincts may just lean towards uh, any any heterosexual, gay, whatever type of male. As is, you touch me, and in, in any type of sexual or hint you know, that's in a sexual <laughs> manner, then I'm gonna be ready. I'm gonna get hard because right. that's just the instinct to like, you know, back to instincts reproduce, get hard, you know, fuck, whatever, get released tension or whatever. And um, I think that mentality also goes into like, okay, well, I'm ready, and my dick's hard, let's go. Yeah. Like, what, what are we doing here? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, Other than someone just being genuinely like exhausted and physically tired, like not wanting to like have to put in the whole act of, I mean, I actually have heard top saying, I don't want to have sex right now because I'm tired. Maybe they had like a really strenuous day. Yeah. That's understandable, but I, I do see what you mean. like. Tops just don't deter sex, just to deter it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It definitely, it definitely has to be like very extenuating circumstances. Mm -hmm. um, again, in my experience, where I've seen or known of a top passing up sex. <laughs> um, but yeah, this, that was just a really interesting kind of thought that I had um, when it comes to sex and kind of like dating relationships. That I thought would be interesting to try to investigate. Um, I don't know. I would like to talk to somebody, again, in a relationship to see how you navigate sex that way. Um, when you're living together, because mm. um, I think that's completely different dynamic, right, than just... So me and my ex, we lived separately. Um, we saw each other every day, though, and... He would always come to my house and he would either just like be ready because um, we were going to have sex before we went out for the night or he would 
get ready and we would have sex when we got back from being out, which we'd just be drinking. Um, and so that's how it kind of normally went. Um, and that was just something that he took upon himself. Like he was just that bottom who was like, I'm getting dick tonight. So take me to pound town. Right. He's like, I brought, you know what I needed to get ready. I brought it with me. So I'm using your bathroom, which is fine. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't care if a bottom gets ready at my house. Like, yes, do that, please. (laughs) Let me show you the way. Right. Um, but yeah, he, he was just that bottom and he was like, I'm getting dick tonight. So either before we go out or after we go out, you're giving me that dick. So, but he would, he would do what he needed to do to be ready for it. So I definitely got conditioned to that kind of bottom. Um, and so, you know, after we broke up and you meet other guys who were just like, oh yeah, I'm not ready or I don't really like to prep. Um, I have to be in the mood. They have to be in the mood yeah. to prep. Yeah. It's which is a real emotional state going through that. It's a thing, right? And I'm like, I get it. But like, well, then how are we going to have sex? Like, <laughs> I just be like, well. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's crazy to me. It kind of sucks for bottoms too because there are times where like, hmm, sex does sound nice. Like getting dick does sound nice. But that prep work, man, do I really feel like going through that? Mm. Do I really feel like doing that? So again, though, is that something though that you take into consideration when you're dating somebody though? Like does sex become a different animal when it's your boyfriend? Because I feel like for me, yes. And so, and what I meant by that question is, do you, because I feel like you can, you can be kind of like whatever about giving somebody some ass when it's just casual, when it's just your fuck buddy, right? You can be yeah. like, um, not tonight. Yeah. Bye. I'll text you next week. Mm-hmm. But if it's your boyfriend, do you treat that differently? Do you look at it differently? Hell yes. Um, and so then do you Absolutely. prep then? You know what I mean? Like you're like, I'm not in the mood, but. This is my boo. I'm gonna go get this ass um, ready. I was I, I I elevate to a new status with my last boyfriend. You know, pure for men, really cute, really cunt. Yeah. Um, that should be a spokesperson. But yeah. Um, when for example, when I was with my last um ex, um, I got on prep. I mean, not on prep, but I got on um pure for men. And baby, bing bang boom. Um, you want to have sex now? Okay, let's do it. Yeah. Now that I was comfortable doing, because that's my that's my man. So. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. I, I, I'm with you, and I want to have sex with you. So why not? Yeah, let's, yeah. Go, let's do it. And um, actually, pure for men was actually kind of like a lifesaver. Um, it really helps speed up the process of things. So I like it. You heard it here first, folks. Pure for men helps speed up the process. It is a lifesaver. Lifesaver. Get into it. <laughs> Get into it. Yeah, honestly, yeah, because that removes a lot of roadblocks. Because um. When I, whenever I didn't take um, the pure for men, because you have to take like two in the morning and two at night, um, kind of habitually to just make sure you're regularly just ready. Um, then you did, I did have to go through the whole clean process. And I thought like, hmm, hmm, do I really want to go through the clean process? I mean, 
I mean, it's kind of a toss-up. Um, sometimes I wish you go second half because like, mm, yeah, I want some dip, so I'm gonna go. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, eh. But then again, but then again, we were both versed, so if I didn't want to get ready, it'd be like, well, hey, how will you get ready, huh? Right. So um, yeah, it was also like a little bit of a trade-off in that aspect. Okay. That's why I like being versed. Legit. So I um I always say this every year. I'm like. 1997 is going to be the year that I'm going to be verse. 2007 is going to be the year that I'm going to be verse. 2017 is going to be the year that I'm going to be verse. <laughs> and it never happens. Um, <laughs> again, I told you, like, I get in, in my feelings. Um, and I just never meet anybody that I'm like, I want to give them some ass. You know what I mean? Right. That's a thing for me. Yeah, it is a thing. Um, but I feel like to be a true like lover of getting fucked in your ass, you have to like just like want it and love yeah. it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, for me, it's oh excuse me, I just burped. <laughs> for me, it's more so about the person. Um. Funny small story. This might be TMI, but whatever. So when I started dating, when I moved away for college, I lived in Philly. This is pre-dating apps. This is pre-websites. Um, so there was no grinder. There was no A for A yet. Um, that stuff was coming down the road for sure. But when I first moved, this was in 2000, there was nothing. And so I, um, I had like two or three boyfriends in the time before I met my like forever boo, we were together five years, but before I met my like man, man, I had like two or three boyfriends who were all tops and they all had very, very big dicks. Now, again, I did not search them out. There was no like, let's trade pics. And I was like, Oh yes, that's it. Literally was just like, I saw them. They saw me. You're hot. I'm hot. We liked each other, started dating, um, we're hanging out, you know, that leads to sex. And then they pulled it out and I'm like, <laughs> what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> so I am a kind of subconscious size queen, but again, I didn't seek it out. It just, the big dicks happened upon me. Okay. Um, Bestowed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, just back to when, when I was um, dating and stuff like that, um, that was kind of the situation that I was in where, um, I was dating these tops who just happened to have, you know, big dicks or whatever. But again, it's not something that I'm looking for, searching for. Um, I could definitely, you know, date somebody or be with somebody who just has like a regular size dick and be fine it is definitely about the person and how they look to me the energy they have um that makes me want to like if they're a top that's gonna make me or verse or whatever you know what i mean where i'm i'm gonna be taking a dick in my ass it's more so about their look and their energy than it is the size of their dick you know what i mean so i just wanted to put that out there about where i'm coming from 
I have something to add to <laughs> that last question you asked. Um, for the bottoms that complain about sex being too, like too consuming too much of the relationship, I also think another factor goes into this. Tops. For the ones that drive, when you get into your car, do you open your door, get in, press the press the accelerator, and just go? Or do you get into your car, put your key into the ignition, turn the key, and turn the car on to start the ignition, and then drive off? Are you talking about foreplay here? Yes, I am. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. Tops, some tops, because, well, I want to say that, I want to say that um, bottoms, for dis- for disclaimer, there are bottoms who don't complain about sex and will just be like ass up, just right, ready, ready just, to go. Boom. Just <laughs> come, I am ready. Come in. Um, but we are talking about the ones who complain a little bit about, you know, everything being about sex too much. Yeah. And I think that's, um, I think the ones who don't do enough foreplay or don't enough sensuality um, may also contribute to bottoms complaining about it just being about sex because if you just want to like if you just walk up to me especially if like you're my man or something you just walk up to me like let's fuck or something I'm like well what like we're not gonna like sit down we're not gonna have like a glass of wine we're not gonna do something intimate we're not gonna you know do something to like first warm up the engine you know like you just want to just ram up in me no that's that's not how you're supposed to do. You're supposed to not me. I just want to point that out there. Not me. You're a gentleman. <laughs> but yeah, you're supposed to woo your um, partner or make them want to crave you. And I think some tops just be like, "Well, that's fine." And the bottom is just like, "Well, damn, we're like, damn, it's a bit brash." Yeah. I mean, I guess, yes, bed experiences can definitely, um, you know, mar a person's um, kind of point of view or how they see sex. Um, It really does become a thing of like, is it going to be worth it? Mm -hmm. So I 100% get that. But again, I feel like that's easier to navigate when it's just um, a hookup or casual than it is somebody you're dating yeah. so that's the that's the thing i'm trying to get at it's like when you're dating somebody um if you're not interested in fucking then what's the point exactly because there have been several occasions when i like whenever i was with my boyfriend at the time that um you know foreplay has changed there have been several times <laughs> that foreplay has changed a no or maybe to a hard yes. Yeah. And so like, okay, well, you know what? No, I thought about it. Right. Let's do this. Let me get ready. Like, let's, no, let's go. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that definitely um, plays a part in it. Okay. Yeah, that's really, that, didn't even really consider that. Um, and again, I, I do think, though, that there is this idea that tops don't need to do much. Right. And I do think that foreplay 
warming up the engine. Uh, it's it's good, you know what I mean. Like for your bottom, you ha- you definitely have to do more than just show up. But that's for both people. Mm-hmm. You definitely got to do more than just show up. But spe- specifically for a bo- for your bottom, you definitely have to like. Right, whisper something in my ear. Tell me you're gonna like All right. something out of me or something. Come Hilarious. on, like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't think I have anything else. Yeah. Um, oh, um, I did have a question for you at the end, but you kind of already hit it on it. Well, so ask it, ask it. Let's get it out there into the you know ether, so it can be on record. Here's the question. Here's the answer. What is it? In your brief experience as as bombing, has your sex drive changed? Is it different from you being a top? Oh, actually, that's a very interesting question. Um, so I've only had um, one boyfriend, and he lives with me um, for a short period of time. I think maybe two months, who we um, consistently had sex where I was the bottom. You know, Like I said, I had other boyfriends who were tops, but we didn't have sex uh, consistently um, or at all. One of my boyfriends, we didn't, I was like, you're not sticking out in me. Like it was just, it was too big. Um, It was just too big. Um, But um, no, with him, so we were both dancers. He was a year or two younger than me um, at university. And beautiful, black, again, we both, you know, we're dancers. So these two dancer bodies, just flexible and young. And I wanted him every single day. Mm. My issue was, um, so we were on like two completely different schedules, school-wise and work-wise. And so that made it a little difficult. I would get home before he got home. And he got in really late. And I usually go to sleep at like, even when I was younger, um, in my party days, if nothing was going on, I was in bed by like 1030. And he would get in at like 12, one o'clock and, you know, be ready to go. And I'm like, boy, (laughs) lay down and go to sleep. Uh, Okay. But what I did was in the morning, because I always have gotten up early, even though I don't like being up early, um, especially for work. But I was, I've always been an early morning person. I'll just be up. Um, but I would get up, go in the bathroom, get ready, and wake him up with sex. So that's how that went down for us. And um, in my heart, he was very satisfied. I don't think um, he ever cheated on me. Um, yeah, I think I put it down enough (laughs) that he was satisfied um now does that answer the question of like what was my sex drive like i don't know it was just different um i think i think well we weren't together long enough for me to really 
then I can't compare it to my, my relationships where I've been a top. Right. You know what I mean? Because even my short relationships, um, I dated a guy who lived in New York. We dated for about three months. And I would only see him on weekends, sometimes every other weekend, depending. Um, but we had sex every time, every, you know what I mean? Yeah, that must, that's a must. <laughs> like every time I went to see him, um, he came to visit me. And then every day that I was there, every day that he was in Philly, we would have sex. Um, he was a bottom. Um, so yeah, I can't really... So like even in my shortest relationships, I feel like I had more sex there than I did with the other guy because we were only together for I think like two months, and it was just yeah, it was it was I can't, I can't say. I know my sex drive is high now, so if I were with somebody who, um, I would bottom for. I would imagine I'd be wanting to still fuck all the time. But yeah. What about you? I'm pretty versed, though. Mr. Yeah, Mr. Verse. Like, <laughs> but do I, you feel um, one way or the other that you're like craving one more or that you're more, you know what I mean? Like, in, in while I'm in a relationship, um, fully flexible. Um, Top, bottom, right, left. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all for it. But um, our relationships, I definitely, especially in my older years, definitely lean more towards top because of the, like I said before, the whole emotional standpoint behind it is just, I just, just, mm -mm, that I can't give out that nookie like that. <laughs> and it's that good nookie, so you know, that nookie, yeah, you gotta keep that prestige. Hilarious. But yeah. It's pretty it's so in relationships it's equal. Our relationships are definitely top more. Um, yeah. Have you now? Interesting. Yeah. Was that something um, that kind of happened over time? Was it because I know people who, when they were younger, they um, bought more as they've gotten older. You know, things don't work the same. You're not as flexible. You're just tired of, like, prepping all the time. They've become tops, or they top more. Not become, but they top more. Um, did you always find, even when you were younger, that you just topped more? No, I actually bombed more. Oh, okay. Um, but since the um, emotional ties came into it as I've gotten older, that's why I started bottoming less out of relationships. Gotcha. You make a conscious choice. Yes. Gotcha. Because I'll still get her and like, hmm, I want some debt. But then I put it out of my mind because I was like, uh. You're like, mm, I'll just have a V8. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because then sometimes probably it'll conflict with someone else's schedule and like the moment passes and I'm like, okay, well, it's that train. Right. You're like, oh, that was five minutes ago. Yeah, and then know. the top train will come back and then somebody wants to fuck me. I was like, well long train right <laughs> you're like yeah that was literally three minutes ago i'm over it now that's so me oh my god that's so me that was so two seconds ago hilarious 
Well, thank you, though, for stopping by and um, having this conversation with me. Um, again, there's no social media you want to let the kids know where they can reach you at, maybe Twitter, Insta. Um, not right now. Um, I, I think I'll be back soon for more topics. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably drop, you know, a social media or here or there or something. All right. Well, make sure you follow me. That's michaels 0 for my personal Twitter. And please follow and support the podcast. That's Unzipped Pod on Twitter. Make sure you like, subscribe, leave a comment on Apple or Spotify. Um, yeah, again, thank you guys for listening. I'm glad to be back. Here's to a new year. I love you. Thank you. See you next time.